Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome back to Meet Cute, the podcast where I plumb the depths of people's romantic histories to find out about their first kisses, first loves, and first heartbreaks, and then some. I'm author and journalist Rosemary McCabe and my book, a memoir about dating called This Is Not About You, details my own dating history from first love to first and current husband and everyone who came in between. My guest today is Lavendell, a burlesque performer and instructor who moonlights by day as development director for a local Fort Wayne organisation. We talk about marrying young, Greek life at US universities, how a small, seemingly romantic moment can mean so much to an impressionable teen, and why everyone should try their best to marry a Canadian. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Tell me a little bit about what your relationship type is. Are you a serial monogamist? Were you a very active dater when you were younger? What 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 is your kind of romance vibe? Okay, so this is like obviously I knew you were gonna ask this question, but I was like, oh my gosh, how am I gonna answer this? Me as an adult is a completely different person than me as like a teenager was. Um now serial monogamist, um married to an incredible, incredible partner, love and so so happy in that. Um, if you would have asked me, you know, as a teenager that question, you would have gotten a very different answer. Um, I, in my teenage years, I'm using air quotes, um, dated a lot of different people, had air quotes relationships with a lot of different people. Um, really the juxtaposition kind of between my younger years and now, you know, reaching adulthood is very different. That's interesting. And did you notice a moment where that shift happened or like what would you attribute it to? Yeah, so uh, I think context here would probably help. Um I had a very interesting childhood. Um my parents divorced when I was very very little and my grandparents kind of stepped in to help raise me. My mom remarried um to who I consider to be my father. He's incredible. I love him so dearly. Um but at some really like formative years, I had some some life experiences that kind of I think didn't teach me how to value myself correctly. My sister and I are five years apart in age. When um, so my sister had five years with my biological father to form a relationship with him. I didn't have that. Mm. Um, when my sister turned eighteen, uh, my parents had been battling for custody for thirteen years, so my entire life. Uh, the day my sister turned 18, my dad never tried to have any contact with me ever again. Um, so at this really formative kind of point in my life as this insecure teenager who had also just lost my grandmother who helped raise me, I was getting this messaging that I wasn't enough or I wasn't wanted or I wasn't valuable. So I think I started to turn to boys um, to try and find some kind of feeling of love and man, if I could just go back to myself as a 13-year-old and be like, you had all of the love and the support, you know, from your stepfather and your mother mm. and your other family members and your friends. Um, but it doesn't matter, right? Right. It's almost like compliments on the internet, right? You can get 10 and then you remember the one, the one criticism. So like you can have all the support and love, but you get rejected by somebody so central yes. in your life. 
And that's what sticks with you. Yes. So I'm sorry, you asked me a question and I said, I'm going to give you context. And then I forget what you asked me. I asked you when the shift happened between you being like wild and fancy free and dating everybody to being then. Yes. Sorry. So, okay. So that, I think that kind of led to me being, you know, the wild and out there and, you know, with everybody. Um, And then I met um, Reese, who is now my husband. And I met him very, very young. We have been together almost completely since then. We we did take a little bit of a break um, because I was really, truly a nightmare and just going through life as, you know, an 18-year-old. And so we took a little bit of a break. But once, um, you know, we got back together, um, we've been together ever since. We've been married for almost six years. Um, and I know that's a very Midwestern thing. I am 28 years old and have been married for six years. But really meeting him was um, kind of finding the relationship that gave me the stability and the security to start finding the validation in myself and not from somebody else. Of course, I found that in him. Mm -hmm. Um, But he also, I think his mother and his grandmother every single day for raising such a kind and respectful and supportive person, because he has given me that foundation to kind of heal from some of those, you know, childhood wounds and, um, just feel really comfortable in a relationship that's very fulfilling. So what age were you when you met him? I was 17. Oh, you're a baby. I was a baby. So, and that's, you know, when I look at it and I kind of laugh, like I've not really like dated in like the adult sense of dating. Um, Reason I met the semester before Tinder came out, I think somebody fact checked the math on that, but <laughs> I think, so I've never done dating apps. I've, you know, I'm a, a young millennial who has never been on a dating app. Um, I scroll for my friends all the time. Of I was course. just about to say, do you scroll for your friends? <laughs> oh my gosh, it's my favorite. I know it's so much fun, but I also remember being single. And when I was on Tinder and like, because you'd spend hours on Tinder going, oh my God, disaster, 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 like, terrible, terrible, terrible. And then your friends would be like, this is so much fun. And you'd be like, fuck off. This is my life. It's not that much fun. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's a blast to like swipe through other people's. But yeah, no, never had to do that myself. Um, so yeah, I I know there are probably a lot of people that are like, wow, this is very Midwestern. Like, how can you be certain that this is what you wanted when you met when you were literally still children? And like, that's a fair point, And that's super valid. But at the same time, we've gotten to grow up and learn and develop together. And mm-hmm. I think both of us are very happy in that. Um, And as long as that continues to feel the way it is, I see no need to question it. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of that whole thing about like comparison is the thief of joy that, mm-hmm. you know, and, and people want to put that on us a lot of the time. We're like, oh, you missed out on this and you're never going to know what this is like because you didn't have this. And you're going, well, actually, as long as I don't focus on what I didn't have and I focus on what I do have, I can be perfectly happy with the things that I've done and the things that I've had. Just to give you your fact check, Tinder was founded in 2012, mm-hmm. 11 years ago, so you're correct. Mm-hmm. Very accurate. <laughs> now, there was, before Tinder, I would like to point out, there were, like, plenty of fish. Right. There was Match.com was still up then, wasn't sure. it? For, like, different ones. Yes. On your browser. Yes. But that was also not, it was a very I, different experience. I, was, I also don't think a 17-year-old girl was, like, of course I wasn't, but, like. No, true. I felt yeah. like my perception of those then was that those were for, like, Losers. No, 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 like oh. grownups, like adults. Like, <laughs> But I do think that Tinder kind of like started to make dating online feel like cool is not the right word, but like younger, fresher, hipper. I think I think it made it feel much more acceptable because I think mm-hmm. 
there was a certain point at which it flipped from like, oh my God, can you believe she met her boyfriend online? Mm-hmm. To kind of, oh my God, can you believe she met her boyfriend in real life? You know what I mean? Right. Like so many people now meet each other online. That, But I, like, I remember a friend of mine's, I remember a friend of mine's sister married a guy that she met online. And it was the first, per- I think it was the first person I'd ever heard of who met somebody online and then met up with them in real life. Because before that, I was just, you heard about people in chat rooms and it's not going to be who you think it is and it's going to be some guy who's pretending to be a girl or whatever. And we also started watching Catfish on MTV. So I was very convinced that like anybody who met anybody online was in for some trouble. So when she got married to him, I was like, I just can't believe they like followed through with this. But yeah, it's totally different now. I feel like that's how everybody meets now. So tell me about when was the first time that you started to think about boys romantically do you remember like having an Mm. idea of having a boyfriend or having a crush on somebody in school oh my gosh yeah no it it started way too young um I remember in fourth grade there was a boy in my class that everybody had a crush on and like obviously to varying degrees but there was you know one of my friends and I we had this like code name for him because he had um like a winter jacket that had a spider on it so we called him spider thinking we were sly which like obviously everybody knew like I would assume everybody knew but yeah that was my like first like crush that I super remember um but then like having a again air quotes boyfriend I think my first boyfriend was in sixth grade um, and we held hands in English class, and I don't remember his name. So that's like sixth grade is 12, 13? 12? Yeah. I think. I think. Because it's yes. different in Ireland, but I think, so pre-K and kindergarten, I think our baby infants and high infants, that's what we call them. And okay. then first class, first grade is first class. So up to up, Like one to six are the same. Mm-hmm. And then we go back to first because you go into secondary school, which mm. is like high school, we don't have a middle school. And then in high school, you have six years. Okay. So... It's kind of confusing the other way, yes. but I think it's so like 11, around 11, 12. 12. Yeah, yes, yeah. that is correct. I'm trying to like do the math. Yeah, that's right. So you two were flat out holding hands in class. Oh, yes. Don't remember his name. Who was your first kiss? Do you remember that? Oh, uh, I think his name was Jacob. And I think that if I'm remembering this correct. Okay, the other. Oh, I'll restart that one in a second. I've had a lot of trauma in my life, and I have found that that makes like the details of things real fuzzy so Mm. I like one of the reasons why I was like oh my gosh this is going to be terrifying is what if I've misremembered some of these things I don't think it matters as long as you're not like naming somebody specific and going hey you know the owner of Conjure Coffee he like went down on me in the cinema and then (laughs) you know like unless you're being really specific about somebody's private life and giving their full names I don't think it's so important okay but like not even that but like your story is your story. So right. how you remember something, whether or not it's correct, doesn't matter because that's still it how you remember it. Right. Okay. So first kiss. I believe his name was Jacob. And I believe it was in a movie theater. I could not tell you what movie we were watching, but I'm like trying to visualize it. And I think we were in like the top back right corner, of course, in the top row where everybody sat to make out. Um, yeah. And I don't think it was good. Oh, no. Of course it wasn't good. I think he made fun of me. Oh. <laughs> well, that's especially bad. Right. But of course, I was, you know, in love. Duh. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was my first kiss. It might not have been, but I think it was. And were you guys dating or did you see each other again after that? Or like, Yes, we, were in, we had classes together. We were boyfriend and girlfriend. So there were many kisses after that. And I hope that I got better. Dear Lord, I hope I've gotten better. But yeah, but also, do you not think 
any bad kisses I've had in my life, there were two of us in it. Like we didn't hit the right rhythm with each other. Correct. So I don't think really anybody is a bad kisser or I don't think anybody is a great kisser. I think it depends on the the match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it has to be a fit. Right. Well, and I'm also like who having their first or like their first 10, you know, whatever kisses like knows what they're doing. Like, no, of course, nobody knows what they're doing. I still sometimes I'm like, wee, what am I doing? But no, I don't know. It's it's so funny to me trying to like think back to this memory. I'm sure that I was like so sweaty and I'm sure that I was like, my breath probably smelled horrible and like, was well, so unaware. <laughs> if you were in the AMC in Jefferson Point, you could have been freezing. So you might not have been sweating. <laughs> that might be a worry that you have completely unnecessarily. So tell me about, did you have any kind of significant relationships in middle or high school before you met Reese? Like, did you have anybody that you were like, oh my God, we're so in love, we're going to get married. And then, yes, I did. There was a boy that he was long distance. That was another weird like chapter of my life is I really felt comfortable having again, air quotes, boyfriends that didn't live in the same city as me. And I I probably should like unpack the psychology around why that felt comfortable to me, but I'm not going to right now. Um, but yeah, no, he, he lived super far away and I was convinced that he was the one and I was so in love. And of course that was not, that was not reality at all. Um, we didn't even like hang out or see each other while we were quote unquote dating. But that one felt so real. (laughs) But how did you meet, well, uh, virtually meet him? So we did meet in person. Okay. We met at like a summer thing. um, Okay. okay. And I met him and there's a whole like, (laughs) he had like seen me across the room or something and like wanted to ask me to the little dance at the end of the summer thing. And like, Finally, one of his friends asked because they saw me and then he was late to showing up. So I thought he stood me up and then he didn't. And then we like found each other on the internet and we were able to like meet for like five minutes before our buses left. And I walked away and I was like, I love him so much. I'm going to marry him. And I was certainly convinced for a very long time that that was it. And then, um, yeah, that obviously didn't work and that was not right. But it felt so romantic. So in my mind, of course, my little teenage brain is like, oh my God, this is it. This is so real. Um, No. (laughs) And how did things end between you? They just did. We were both very like toxic for each other. Um, There was a lot of arguing, a lot of like, it was just not, (laughs) it was not right. And that's the kind of thing where I feel like it was just, the story made it more magical than it was mm. um but you also didn't really know each other right yeah so like you had this kind of fleeting moment of romance and intrigue but you actually didn't really know each other that like at all probably correct <laughs> so then you start talking online you start discovering things about each other and you start like figuring out do you actually mesh well right and i think it you know it's one of those things where i think had we set with the intention of being friends that would have been a different story because I do think that like friendship wise, there was probably something there. It was not like a romantic thing that like I remember. Okay. So this is like going to age this conversation very specifically, but when we met and then we exchanged phone numbers and we're like texting on the bus rides back to our like respective home States, we were like bonding over the lonely Island 
Do you remember? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so like I'm on a boat. Oh, yes, 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 yes. So like, of course, very horrible humor. Like this is very much of the time. But we had common interests. So like I understand why my little like heart and brain were like, oh, my gosh, this is incredible. But it's also like, no, that probably was somebody that would have been like a great friend. Yeah. Um, Maybe not a great romantic partner. That was the only one that like I would say like I was in love. The rest of them were not love, but that's okay. And where did you go to meet guys in Fort Wayne when you were a teenager? Like school. other than school, was it just school? It was school. And then um, I was like super big into, oh my gosh, this is so embarrassing. I was super big into Latin club. And that's where Latin, I- Latin, the language. Yes. For a second, I was like, the dance. No, 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 no the no, language. No, no, okay. no, the ancient language. And so that's where I would meet my long distance phone, internet, um, love interests. So where did you meet Reese? <laughs> um, <laughs> at a frat party. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Every time I interview anybody American, I'm like, you know what? All of the stereotypes that I have are about so American real. school and college are so real. I know. Hang on, what were you doing at a frat party at the age of 17? Uh-huh. <laughs> it's a really good question because I've seen that episode of Buffy where Buffy and Cordelia go to the frat party and they end up in the basement nearly being eaten by a snake <clears throat> I will you know that is actually not that far away from the story of how we met but oh uh, yeah no it was we met in a basement in a frat house I'm not gonna give details because they're not good um but what I what I will say is how the the night ended um I was really intoxicated Maybe again, shouldn't have been at the age of 17, but he ended up taking me back to my dorm room and um, he slept on the floor because he was scared and he was worried about me. That's very gallant of him. Yes. And like you guys didn't know each other before this night? Mm-mm. Okay, no. so that's cute. Um, He didn't want to, you know, scare me or alarm me. Um, So he he hung out on the floor. Um. And yeah, he he was worried that I was going to choke on my vomit in my sleep, so. (laughs) The way all big romances begin. Yeah, no, exactly. It's so romantic. But like, honestly, I think that was like one of the first times in my life that I really saw someone approach a situation with like care and thoughtfulness. Mm. And I know that sounds like so simple, but somebody was concerned about me. Yeah. Somebody, you know, was thinking about me. 
Um, and gosh, that sounds really selfish, but like, that's, I think it's okay to be a little selfish in a relationship and, and to want and demand somebody who values you in a way that you value them in return. So that yeah. was, that was, yeah, that was the start of it. I was immediately in love with him and obsessed with him and I would leave things at his apartment. So I had a reason to go back. Um, and solid plan. Yeah. It, you know what? It somehow what? it worked. So I, you, okay, you said something earlier that made me laugh. American stereotypes. Reese is going to um, argue with me because he swears up and down that he never said this. <laughs> but I distinctly remember we were walking to Henry's and he told me this story. I remember it so clear, but he says it's not real. So for the record, there's disagreement. However, he told me when he met me, I was a pageant girl. I was on the dance team. I had long blonde hair. I was like the all-American Midwestern girl. So he told me that he started dating me because he thought it would be a really fun story to go tell his friends when he went home to the west coast of Canada, which is a very different place than here. He thought that it was going to be a really funny story. Now, he swears that's not true, but I remember him telling me this, so disagreement. But I was very much like that all-American girl. Yeah. Um, and. He came from, you know, a, um, an island off the west coast of Canada that has no kind of like religious cultural structure like we have here. Um, just came from a very different kind of like mindset around relationships, dating, um, marriage at a young age, all of that kind of stuff. Um, and so, yeah, I was I was his American stereotype. <laughs> As a foreigner, I can imagine being like, oh, my God, I'm going to date this girl. And then I'm going to like I can totally see how that would happen. And I mean, look, maybe that's not, maybe that's not how he remembers it. Maybe that's not how, you know, what his true intentions were. Or maybe mm -hmm. he just said that to you as a joke, but that is Or maybe it was funny. part of the intent. And it's like, I think the funny thing about it is like, I don't take offense to that. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I mean, I was, why would you? I was literally the stereotype of like the American, you know, girl. Like that, it very much was that. And so like, I wouldn't blame him if that is what, you know, his original thought was. But it also would have been one thing if he'd been like, I'm going to date this girl and I'm going to like have sex with her and then I'm going to take a picture and then I'm, you know what I mean? And right. Like, be, like if he was being nasty. Right. At the same time. Otherwise it's like, who cares? It doesn't really matter. Yeah. You know what the intention was way back when. Do you remember out of interest the morning you woke up and he was on your floor? Oh, it what was What you thought? That's a fuzzy. Um, okay. But I just remember being like, huh. Um, <laughs> and talking to him and. Then honestly, from there, I don't super remember a lot. I mean, I'm assuming maybe we went to breakfast together. Maybe we didn't. I don't know. I don't remember how we reconnected then. I'm assuming I probably just went to – so we met at a different fraternity house than he, the fraternity he was in, but I knew what fraternity he was in. So I'm assuming I probably just like hung around the house to get to keep seeing him um, until I eventually weaseled my way in. Were you also in a sorority? At the time, no. But I did end up um, – being in a sorority, I transferred a lot. A lot. <laughs> it's a whole thing. But I was um I was a fine you. Um and yeah. They ended up it was very sweet. His fraternity, um, his senior year, they um voted me as their sweetheart. So I got to be on their little composite picture. So now if we ever go back up to the school he went to to the house, my my picture's on the wall. <laughs> Sororities and fraternities are so weird. Yes, to me. they are. You said that you guys ended up taking a break. At one point. Yes. How did that come about? Yes. So I, when I went away um, for school in Oklahoma, um, he wasn't interested in long distance. And I was also going through like 
a serious mental breakdown. Um, I, my freshman year of college was raped. Um, and I genuinely was just going through it. Um, and I was not being nice to anyone, Mm. um, myself or anyone around me. And, um, I think he kind of was like, yo, I, I can't do this. So we broke up, um, the entire time we were broken up, I, um, you know, was just kind of trying to, I think, find myself or find anything. And I just kept coming back to, I miss him so, so, so much. And so, um, I had gone out, um, in May. So I did, you know, summer and fall, and then I came home, um, over Christmas break. And so when he got back, cause he had been home visiting family. When he got back, we had like a day of overlap. And so I went and I saw him and we decided we were going to, um, we were going to date again. So we did long distance for a little bit while I was back out there. Um, and then I, you know, came back to Fort Wayne and ended up doing, um, grad school here. So we graduated undergrad at the same time I started grad school. And I think, at that point, he was like, okay, you can finish grad school. And then like, we'll see where that goes. Like, maybe we'll still be together. Maybe I'll go back home. Maybe we'll both go back to his home, whatever. But I did that. And then he got a really good job. And then I got a really good job. And then we just accidentally kind of put down roots here. Yeah. Um, And then we bought a house. And now we're here. (laughs) And do you ever now think about going to Canada? Every day. It's all I want. It is all that I want. Oh, really? Yes. And so we, (laughs) this is not a political podcast, so we're not going to go there, but we both, you know, are wondering, you know, what's our line in the sand of when we don't want to stay in the United States anymore. So that's really interesting. I think we both would really like to, but we're both at a point with our careers where it feels scary Mm. um, to uproot in that kind of way. Yeah. um, Because we both are really proud of what we've accomplished so far, and we're both really happy with where we're at. So it feels like, oh, gosh, don't ruin a good thing. But at the same time, we understand that there are different, um, you know, quality of life issues. There are different, um, you know, cultural and, and social climate things. You know, there there's some really attractive benefits to moving somewhere mm-hmm, else. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah we think I'm, about it a lot. What was it about Reese to get back to, to get <laughs> to the, the love? What was it about Reese that made you go, oh, like, this is the guy for me. Mm. I think one of my earliest thoughts of like, oh, yeah, 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 I really like him, um, was that he mentally challenges me. We can keep up with each other. Um, we have a very, I think, like matched kind of ability to talk about things that are really complex uh, where we feel really comfortable with each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying like we're both geniuses or brilliant or other people are stupid. That's not it. We just have a very, um, I have a lot of fun talking to him. Mm-hmm. I have a lot of fun mm-hmm. listening to him. I have a lot of fun, um, you know, pushing my thoughts and pushing his thoughts in a way that I really don't have with other people. So I think when I first started to feel what it feels like to have serious in-depth conversations with him, I was like, oh, yeah, 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 no, this is cool. This is fun. Like, this is somebody that I really actually enjoy talking to and I enjoy being around. Which is important. Yeah. Yeah. Like, we're a good mental match. (laughs) Yeah. And I think sometimes we kind of understate the importance of that, that there's like a, you know, do you feel that chemistry? Do you feel that... You're like, actually, it's more important that you can talk to somebody and get along with them and that you 
don't hate them after an hour long conversation because yeah. that's a real that right. should be the hard line. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's really funny because you know I have many times heard people say like, oh, you know, you guys got married so young or whatever, and um, yes, we did. I am more in love with that man today than I have ever been. And it's like, it's been really cool to watch. And that doesn't mean that I didn't love him a lot back then, but like my, my love and my care for him grow every day. Um, a more recent example of when I've been like, Oh my God, you're an incredible, incredible person. Um, when I started doing burlesque and I told my parents and I told my sister and I told, you know, a few people, their reactions were, what does Reese think about this? <laughs> Every time somebody would say that. Okay, Reese is also just like a very level-headed, calm, quiet kind of person. Every time somebody would ask that, he would get more and more angry. And he would say, I, uh, <laughs> sorry, he would literally be like, it doesn't matter what I think. It's mm -hmm. her body. She gets to make this choice. She gets to do it. And to watch somebody so fiercely and protectively um, advocate for me mm. when I was like, no, I understand why they're saying that. You know, like I was trying to excuse it. It didn't sit well with me. It didn't feel good to me. But I was trying to excuse it because I'm like, whatever. To see the like anger that was coming out of him that people felt that that was an appropriate question to ask him, it was kind of cool to see somebody value and respect me as an independent human being in person so much, like he respects me in a way that like someday I hope to respect myself. Like, mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> he's... No, 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 it does. And I also think that kind of acknowledgement that you are your own person, mm. independent and discreet and, you know, that he doesn't have any rights to you or your body or your yes. actions. It's actually rare. Like it's too rare. Yes. I don't think there are many relationships in which... Well, I don't think there are many heterosexual relationships, right? In which the man mm -hmm. would not expect to be consulted mm -hmm. before his partner mm -hmm. started doing burlesque. Like, mm -hmm. I think it's rare that a man would be like, why would I need to be? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think most mm -hmm. men would be like, oh, well, she, like, I presume she'd run that past me. Mm -hmm. When, like, why? When, like, of, so I, I don't think a lot of people know this. I spent six months of um, time alone with Lavendel, and the only people who knew were um, Reese, my therapist, and Kayla, the the barista at Conjure. Well, I guess Kayla and I think Devin knew too. But um, I spent a very long time with her in private, um, kind of developing her. So, of course, Reese and I had conversations around it, but it was never a, can I do this? It was mm. a, how am I going to do this? Um, there was never a time where I doubted that like he was totally on board with it. And now it's actually really funny. He um, calls himself Mr. Lavendel, and he has ordered an entire purple outfit that he wears <gasps> to my shows. Oh, amazing. He's perfect. He is my number one fan. Um, but yeah, no, exactly what you're saying. Like he he looks at me with such respect for who I am as a, a human being mm -hmm. and as an individual. And I think that is what makes it so easy to love him is I can be so comfortable in who I am around him and I don't have to second guess myself and I don't have to worry, you know, is this, is this right? Um, yeah. Because if it's not right, he also has this thing where he can have a calm conversation and mm, just be like, mm. hey, let's talk about this. You know, he's in therapy. I'm in therapy. We both are big advocates of therapy because learning how to be a better communicator is always a good thing. He just has this like calmness that's so, so comforting to me. <laughs> Lastly, mm. you know, those things where people you go to like a bachelorette party or you go to like a bridal shower and they go write one piece of advice for the bride on how mm. to have a happy relationship 
What would your one piece of advice be? Marry a Canadian. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh, I think... Um, I think, and I don't know this if this can be written in a sentence, it would be never change who you are, but be willing to become a better version of yourself. Um, I don't know if I can articulate the exact kind of nuance of what I'm trying to say, but I think, you know, never, ever, ever changing, you know, who you fundamentally are is the baseline. But I think that it's super important in that to not, um, you know, remain stagnant and to realize that you can listen to people, you can grow, you can learn, and it's okay to change things if you realize that they're things that you want to change. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think just the advice I would give is, you know, be, be comfortable in who you are, but also know and understand that that can be something that changes too. Be, I think it has to be because of your own demands. I think there are times in, in my marriage where I've realized I need to be a better listener. And it's not because he's told me that. It's because I look back at a situation and I'm like, damn, I wasn't listening. You know, or, or I wasn't, you know, prioritizing, you know, the things that I said I was going to. I didn't hold up on what I said. So, you know, those aren't, you know, I need to change myself as a person. Those are, I need to work on really sticking by what I, I promised I was going to do. Thank you so much for joining me. If people want to follow you online, mm, what's yes. your what are your handles? Um, I am on Instagram and TikTok at Lavendel Burlesque. There is a Facebook page that I have, but I hate Facebook, and so I've never posted on it. So don't follow me there unless you want to be really disappointed. I have taken the summer off of teaching, but teaching is going to be coming back in the fall. So if you are in the Fort Wayne area, come take a class with me. I promise you'll have fun. Yeah, that's where you can find me. Oh, you can find me at After Dark usually. And sometimes I travel the country and perform. I want to do that more. So who knows where you'll be this time next year? Right. I mean, literally and figuratively. Well, So in so within one year of Lavendel doing her first performance, it's one year and one week. I'm going to Las Vegas. Oh, wow. Uh For something called Strippers Holiday. And it's with this incredible producer. Um, Her name is Michelle. And so um, we're gonna, you know, move in with her for a week and it is an intensive where we're doing classes all day and she's working with us on act development and all this stuff. So I, in a year of starting to perform, I'm going to be in Vegas and I am like, that's amazing. Absolutely freaking out, but <laughs> ah, so cool. But yeah, yeah. So anyway, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you for having me. I'm sorry if you have to edit a lot. Thank you for listening to Meet Cute. Please, if you do nothing else for anyone today, leave this podcast a five-star rating and a review wherever you're listening to this. It would really, really help other people find the podcast and also give me a bit of an ego boost, which, you know, never does any harm. Follow me on Instagram at Rosemary McCabe, buy my book, This Is Not About You, in most good bookshops, and subscribe to my newsletter at rosemarymccabe.substack.com. And as always, links to everything will be in the show notes.
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 